Blog Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Handed So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, you know what pastor's going to say. The Bible is right. Amen. Glory to God. You know the Bible is right. Hallelujah. And as I say almost every week, I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. Glory to God that we have something that we can turn to to find right answers. Glory to God. And the answers are in the word of God. Beloved, we're in Proverbs 22:15. And we're talking about that Proverbs 22:15 Protestant Bible, King James Version. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. And then in the Tanakh it says, if folly settles in the heart of a lad, the rod of discipline will remove it. We'll remove it. And in the positive thinking Bible, it says all children are foolish. All children are foolish, but firm correction will make them change. Firm correction will make them change. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. The Bible teaches here that you have to deal with children. You have to deal with children. Now, there's something mysterious here. There's something mysterious here that our society does not understand because it's my opinion, just my opinion, that amongst many of the other things that have corroded and twisted our society, causing inflation so that a second person was required to uh, earn income to pay for the bills as they got higher and higher and higher. It used to be that back in the 50s that a man going to work at a blue-collar job, he could earn enough to pay for all the bills, The mother could stay at home with the children in the home and take care of the children and take care of dad when he got home tired. Food would be on the table, and Friday when when dad got paid, not only were all the bills paid, but there was some left over. There was some money left over. You could go out, and you could go to an ice cream store and have ice cream cones and have all kinds of fun. 
Amen. And the mom was right there to deal with the kids at all times while daddy was at work. Inflation came, printing money, inflation came, and things got so expensive that in order to make things work, ladies had to, mothers had to leave the house and go to work also. Now the children are at home all by themselves. And the Bible says a child left to himself will bring his parents to shame. Will bring his, there's no one there to bring the child up. And so they do what comes natural. And sometimes they don't do the right thing. And here the Bible says that, well, in the positive thinking Bible, it says all children are foolish. And then in the King James, it says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. In our society, one of the one of the many things that happened, one was pulling the mom out of the house. Now, no uh, uh, dad, when he comes home, there's nobody there to really cook for him and take care of him because mom had to work all day too, and she's exhausted. She's exhausted as dad. She doesn't feel like cooking for four or five hours after working eight hours on her feet at the job. The children, they're in their room looking at the computer. They've had something at McDonald's or whatever they could whatever they could get. Amen. That 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 was a, a corroding thing in the fabric of our society. But the other corroding thing in the fabric of our society is that children are taught in school if mom and dad corrects you, particularly if they use the rod of correction. If they beat you, you're to call social services, and social services will come and arrest mom and daddy and take them off. Amen. And so children couldn't couldn't be disciplined. When the Bible clearly teaches here that children ought to be dealt with, children ought to be dealt with. Amen. Glory to God. And in one place it talks about uh, correcting children and you save their souls from going to hell because foolishness is bound up in their heart. But there's something mysterious here, and God knows what what it is because he made us, and that is that it's necessary. It's necessary to correct your child. And if necessary, apply stern discipline. And back in my day, they wouldn't dare do this anymore today because I would go to jail if I beat the child today. In today's society, if you beat your child, you're going to jail. Oh, yeah, you're going to jail. But back in my days, in the 50s, not only... (laughs) If if mama was going to switch you with a switch, they would beat you with a switch. But here was the thing. They'd make you go out and pick your own switch. they say, go out and pick a switch. And if it ain't good enough, I'll go out and pick it. And if I pick it, you're going to be sorry that you didn't pick a better one. So you had to go out and pick the switch, which they were going to switch you with. And you get beat. I mean beat. But it did something. It did something. All of us children were very mannerly. All of us children were very respectful. 
because you didn't want to get beat. Amen. Oh, no. You didn't want to get particularly by daddy. You didn't. Mama could could wail on you. That was good. And see, we knew how to play mom and daddy because all you had to do when they started beating you was cry real loud. Before they even grabbed you, you start crying. <laughs> Come over here, boy. And uh, all you had to do was get real loud, see, and make them think they're hurting you. And because they loved you, they kind of ease up a little bit. Amen. We knew how to play mom and daddy, but we still got whipped, though. We still got our backsides whipped. But it did something for us. We knew we had to be careful around adults. We knew we had to be respectful around adults. There was something about it to where it hurt our behind, but it did something in our soul. It did something. It did something. Look look at what the Tanakh says. The rod of discipline will remove folly from a child's heart. There's something about it. It removes something. It acts on a child's heart. God did that. And in the Bible, he tells you to use the rod. Now, I just want to mention one thing before we get into correction. I want to talk about, I want to go to some Bible scriptures and look at what the Bible says about correction. But uh, when I was looking at this, I wrote myself a note. And when I turned to it today, to 2215, and got into my notes, I had written myself a note long time ago. And it says, correction is the rod. I realized when I read that note to myself, I said, oh, my goodness, I've been reading uh, 2215. I've been reading that wrong. Let me read it to you again real slow and see if you got the, the interpretation I got and then what my, my note said. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. So I said, oh, you got to use the rod. You have to use the rod on your child. Get you a switch or something. And, but then in my note, it says correction is the rod. So I went back and I read 2215 real slowly, but the rod of correction. So I said, oh, the correct, the, the rod is correction. I thought the rod was a stick or a switch, but this says the rod of correction. So correction is the rod, the rod. Amen. And so I said, oh, my goodness. I've, I've, I've not read this quite right. Amen. And so I said, the Bible here is talking about correction. Amen. And so I wanted to go in the Bible to see more what the Bible said about specifically about correction. Because I knew a lot of verses, but I know I don't know all the verses. So I want to go back and see. And uh, I want to go to Job 5.17 first. Job 5.17. And it says, Job 5.17 says, Behold, 
Happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty. Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. So right away, in the context of which we were just talking, God don't come down with a stick and beat your, uh, your, your back. Amen? He corrects you, though. And the Bible says that happy is the man whom God corrected. And there's so many reasons why we want God happy is the man whom God corrected. So many pop into my mind. First of all, we want God to correct us. If you're going the wrong way, wouldn't you want to be corrected? Suppose you want to you suppose you want to go to New York and you're on I you're on I-95 going south. You're not going to tell me that you're not going to want to be corrected because I-95 south is going to take you to Florida. I-95 north is going to take you to New York. So if you want to go to New York, but you're going I-95 south, but you're thinking you're going the right way, wouldn't you want to be corrected? I know I would. I know I would. I wouldn't want to be embarrassed. I don't care. You won't, you wouldn't hurt my feelings by correcting me. Where are you going, dummy? I'm going to New York. N- not on this road, you're not. You need to make the big U-turn and go the opposite way. How did you get on this I-95 South in the first place? Well, I came to I-95. I flipped the coin, and it said go right, so I went right. I, how do I know I was supposed to go left? Well, you're supposed to go left. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Woo! I could have gone hundreds of miles before I realized I was going the wrong way. Thank you for correcting me. I'm so thankful. Amen? So the first thing is you want God to correct you. Why? Because you don't want to go in the wrong way and end up in the wrong place. Do you know? It's 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 fifteen. I'm up against a commercial. Well, just about a half a minute. I'm up against a commercial. Hold on, I'll be right back. I'm enjoying you so much that time is flying. Hold on, I'll be right back. Hold on. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. John Robinson Tile, if you need uh, uh, that kind of work, Call him. He's a good man. I know him. He's a good man. Seriously, call him. Uh, we were talking about correction, and we were in Job 5.17. It says, Behold, happy is the man 
whom God corrected. And we were saying one, we could think of a myriad of reasons, but the first thing we said is we want to go in the right direction. Going in the right direction can save you a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of heartache, a lot of all kind of stuff. Amen. We want to go in the right direction. Second thing is, when you're going in the right direction and God corrects you, you're happy because when he corrects you, that means you're all right with him. He straightened you out. You repented. That means you got a second chance. Amen. You see, because if he was through with you, you'd be rejected. He wouldn't be correcting you. You would be rejected, but you're not rejected. He corrected you. He's giving you another chance. You got another opportunity. Glory to God. Instead of being sad, God corrected me. Be happy. Hot dog, I got another chance. All I got to do is do what he say, and I'm good to go. The third reason we could keep on going is that when you're corrected, you're you're back. You're right with God. There's times you want to know, Lord, am I I all right with you? As long as you and I are are good, I'm good to go. I just need to know that I'm, I'm all right with you. Even if other people think that I ain't all right with other people, if I'm all right with you, that's what counts. I'm so thankful that I'm right with you, amen? When the Lord gives you that, what to do, and you do it, boy, you're happy because you know, man, I, I'm, I'm good to go with God. And that's the main thing, that I'm good to go with God, amen? And on and on and on. There's even more uh, reasons, but I got a ton of scripture here. I got about seven, uh, 10 to 12 scriptures. So I have to stop so I can so I can talk about some of those. Uh, so we're going to go to Psalm thirty nine eleven. Go to Psalm thirty nine eleven. Got a bunch of them to look at, and this is dealing with correction. Amen. Correction. It's good to be corrected. Glory to God. And thirty nine eleven says, "When when thou with rebukes dost correct man for iniquity." Thou makest his beauty to consume away like a man. Surely every man is vanity. When, when thou with rebukes dost correct man for iniquity, amen, thou makest his beauty. Now, sometimes when God corrects a person and they don't heed, glory to God, their beauty fades away, amen. But when they heed, their beauty is, continues and they, they're just as beautiful as they can be. Amen? God corrects us when we, iniquity means you're doing your own thing. And there's times when God, when you're doing your own thing and you don't know you're going the right, the wrong way. Or maybe you're going the wrong, or maybe you, you say to God, God, I don't know where I am, which way to go, which way I'm supposed to be going. Help me, God. And he will. He will come in and help you, amen, and he will correct you. Look at 9410. Look at Psalm 9410. Glory to God. Psalm 94, verse 10. He that chasteneth chasteneth the heathen, shall not he correct? Shall not he correct? Shall not God correct you? He that teaches man knowledge, shall not he know? 
The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. Blessed is the man whom thou chasteneth, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law. The man is blessed that God corrects. Amen. The Bible says that when God is correcting you, you blessed. You blessed. Amen. Why? Because he cares enough. He cares enough. Go to Proverbs 3. He cares enough to correct you. If he didn't care nothing for you, he would just say, well, let them do their own thing. They made their own bed. Let them lay in it. I don't care. But because he he cares, he corrects you. Blessed is the man that God corrects. Amen? And then in Proverbs, the third chapter, the 12th verse, it says, For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. So because the Lord delights in you, beloved, because he delights in you, he corrects you. God corrects you because he loves you. See, some people are put out because God corrects them. Amen? But have this scripture to come back to you. Go to Proverbs 23. Have this scripture to come back to you. That God is correcting you, not because he wants to beat you up or he enjoys showing you this and that that you did wrong. But he's doing it. It says he corrects you like he corrects a son, that, like a regular father that delights in his son. He wants his son to uh, uh, be corrected so that the son, more good things will come. The child will be more blessed. More things will, blessings will be heaped on his plate. Why? Because he's doing all things right now. He's a little off off, off of this here, but when that gets corrected, he'll be right in the middle of the road and receive all the blessings. God corrects you because he loves you, not because he sees you. You know, some people think God sits up there and he's like an old man with a big club. And he's looking over the, the balcony of heaven, and he's just waiting to, to hit you in the head with that big club that he got. You do the least little thing, bam, he's going to hit you with it. Amen? No, no, no. That's not your heavenly father. That's not your heavenly father. He corrects you because he loves you. He don't have no big club that he's hit. Listen, beloved, listen. Be for real. If God wanted to take somebody out, all he'd have to do is think, think it, or snap his finger, and that person would be taken. He ain't got to come down there with no club. If he corrects you, it's because he don't want to use the club. It's because he don't want to beat you into the ground. He wants to let you know, watch out, watch out. If you go to the right, there's a landmine over there. You don't want to get blown up by that. Don't don't go that way now. Don't go that way. You get hurt. Does that sound like somebody that wants to beat you in the ground? He corrects you because he 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 wants you to be blessed, to stay in the blessing lane. Amen. Proverbs twenty three, uh, verse thirteen and fourteen. Withhold not correction from the child. What does it say? Correction. Correction, 
It doesn't say beat the child into the ground. It says correction. Withhold not correction from the from the child. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. When you correct your son with the rod of correction, I took this literally, but when you use correction as the rod and correct your child, the Bible says you deliver his soul from hell. You know, as I was telling you about my foster grandma and grandpa, they really did. They really delivered us from hell. Because they made us go to church. They made us on Sunday morning. You did Going to church wasn't an option. There was no such thing of, uh, is we going to church this Sunday? That wasn't even a, an option. The Cherry family was going. The Cherry family, is uh, uh, my foster parents' name was O.E. Cherry. And uh, you was going to church. You was going to church. And early in the morning, we would get up and watch Amos and Andy, us little kids. We'd watch Amos and Andy on the black and white TV, and we'd get out our shoes, and we'd be, and we had a shoe brush, rags, and you would polish your shoes, put the paste on the shoes, and be polishing your shoes, and watching Amos and Andy, and getting out your little clothes, because you was going to church. There was no, no, no <laughs> that wasn't up for debate. Not in our house it wasn't. You had to go. You had to go. And mama would give each one of us a nickel, and we really didn't know what that nickel was for. for. We'd get into church and get under the pews and roll the nickels. And uh, we, we we figured out we had to put it in the, in the plate or something. But we used to have fun fooling around. We were kids, 10 years old. When you're 10 years old, when you're, when you're real young, you're cute, they let you get away with a lot of stuff. But Mama had a way of looking at us, and when she looked at us, we would freeze right in our tracks because she'd look at us a certain way, and we would <coughs> change up and sit down and be real quiet because we knew you keep that up, and I'm going to apply something. I'm going to apply the rod of correction to your behind. And so, but it, it really did something to us. It instilled respect. It, it instills fear. It instilled reverence for God and reverence for our elders. Amen. It was good for us. Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29:17. 20, see, you, you beat a child with a rod now, with a physical rod, and the child, they teach the child to dial 911. And and protective child protective services is coming out to your house. And they wonder why children are running them up. I saw uh, 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 children in the grocery store with their mama. Their daddy ain't there. He's at work. But mama's trying to go grocery shopping. And if the kid can't get what he wants, the cereal he wants, he kicks his mama in the shins until the blood runs down. She she can't beat him now because this society says you can't beat your child. So blood running down her ankles and the child just beating her, kicking her ankles because he can't get the all of the products that he wants. 
but the mama can't do nothing because child protective services will come and take up for the child. The fabric of this society, that's another one of the many reasons why this society is being torn apart. Because if foolishness is driven out of the heart of a child by the rod of correction, children that are not corrected have foolishness in their heart. And they grow up and they do foolish things. And here's the thing about it. This society says that parents can't beat their children. But when the police, when the children grow up and the police come to the house and put handcuffs on them and take them down to the police station, they beat them down at the police station. They beat them down there. Why you can't beat them at home? If you, they say, we'll, we'll call Child Protective Services if you beat them, but we can take them downtown and we can beat them with the handcuffs on. And then if they don't act right, we know what to do with them. We take the handcuffs off and we shove them into the cell with Bubba. And the next day they're going to come out like little lambs. They're going to come out like little lambs. Amen. They're going to do what they should have let mom and pop do. Put a little fear in them. I didn't say beat them to, in the smithereens. Now, I didn't say that. Okay? But they should let mom and pop instill a little fear and respect for their elders. Now, when we were children, mama would call us. Mama would say, hey, boy. And you would say, yes, ma'am. Now I go over people's houses and mothers call their children. Jane and the girl turns around and says, what? What do you want? And I'd be thinking, boy, whoo, if that was in my day, I'd lose all my teeth. Grandpa would have done bat-handed me in the mouth. But the kids don't have no respect. They got foolishness. Why? Because it was never removed. Do you know we're out of time? Do you know we're I didn't do but for <laughs> But you got the idea. God's way is correct your children. The world's way is leave the children alone. Leave the children alone. Let them grow up on their own. Amen. Glory to God. I say the Bible is right. God's way is right. Amen. Glory to God. And I thank God that the answer is in the Bible. Amen. Which report will you believe? Glory to God. The report of the Lord, use the rod of correction on your child or let your child go in their room, get on the Internet and do anything and see anything they want. I'm over time. I'm, I'm over time. God bless you. Bible has the answers. See you next week. I enjoyed you. Bye-bye now. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. 
Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level.